Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome along to the Wise Men's Here podcast. Looking forward to tonight's show in a perverse sort of way. And we've got two great mourners in the studio, as I said on Twitter earlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, apart from me and Gareth, apart from me and Gareth, Craig Clark and Martin McFadden. Hiya. Hiya. Hello. This is going to be more entertaining than the game, perhaps. Well, it wouldn't take much, yeah. would it? Yeah. <laughs> Job done already, yeah. That, that the box has been ticked. Can you ever remember a start to the season like this, Martin, where your fans have felt this disillusioned after... One home game. I think the the first season under McMenemy was equally bad. I think they lost the first four or something. Um, but I tried to erase that from my mind. But it's certainly up there. I mean, even when we were terrible in the sort of nineteen and fifteen point seasons, we weren't getting like hammered every week by. We were like losing one nil and two yeah. one and stuff. But we're kind of given these games up before we even. Get going. I know no, Leicester. We could have possibly scored once or twice before they like destroyed us. But apart from that, it's just been crap. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because I know the, there's a comment from outside now that's starting to come in from the, the national media and the comment on the Sunderland fans leaving early and stuff, and they're almost mocking it or they're certainly questioning it. But you mentioned the fifteen, nineteen point seasons. Then that didn't happen then because the players were giving everything, weren't they? Mm-hmm. And they, they were putting they were putting tackles in. They were tracking back. That's all fans want. Firstly, I think there's been like a build-up, hasn't there? Of um, <clears throat> I think with those seasons, we'd just been promoted, and there was kind of like a posi- like more of a positive feel that everyone was in it together, and you could see that maybe players like I don't know Collins or whoever at the time like weren't good enough, but they were given a hundred percent, like you say. But mm. now we were saying before the show went out, you know, it's like a, it's a team full of internationals, yet you can get <laughs> someone like what more come on and like stand out for, for like for his effort. I know he's got something to prove, but the all the all should have, you know. Well, that's it. It's the job at the end of the day, isn't mm. it? Um, can you explain, Craig? Players not putting tackles in, not tracking back. I'm not sure I've ever seen this before it's, anywhere. To this this sort of especially level. when you see someone like Catamol just sort of seemingly give up before I don't know ten fifteen minutes in. He's not very interested. Larson, you can usually never felt his commitment. He doesn't always play brilliantly, but he's usually at it, and he was not really anywhere to be seen, was he? And you start wondering. Well, what's going to motivate motivate them now? Uh, you should be motivated yourself as a professional, but yeah, there's something else job. going on there. You don't see players like that who you could hang your hat on for a couple of years at least um, to at least give you 100%. All right, every now and then the, the level would drop, but they would, they would be trying. Like Catamol, even after that uh, debacle against Villa, where he sort of gave the goal away and we lost 1-0 at home, he still showed for the ball. Mm. And... I mean, he was getting caught on his haunches. I think there's a lack of, um, possibly a lack of fitness about them as well. It looked evident. Possibly. Well, well, we've seen Lee Catamol always seems to take a few games to get into it. If he comes back uh, from a suspension like or an injury, he always t- he's always off it for the first few games. But well, he wasn't last season, was he? He scored in the opening games. We, so. we, we were saying a lot of people were calling for him to be moved forward a little bit, and that's happened because Mvia 
sat quite deep and tried to orchestrate things from back there. And yet, we while we praised Gus Poyet for turning Catamol into that sort of hole in midfielder, it's perhaps looks as if it's gone too far now and he can't readapt. I don't because know he looks. He looks a little bit. It's a bit of the headless chicken scenario. I don't know whether he needs that extra bit of, you know, whatever they showed at the end of every season, whatever they seem to show at the end of every season. That that extra bit of like sort of impetus or like motivation and stuff. And I think for Catamol to actually come out and and do the interviews that he's that he's done since, um, you know, for, and for them to be featured on Match of the Day and like so prominently, I think that he's actually like asked. Like the likes of Louise Wanless to like whether he can do that, you know, because like it doesn't it, the, the way the way it's all organised, you know, yourself with the media these days. If he was going to say something like that, he would have he would have said like I actually want to come out and, mm. and like say these things. It's almost like quite refreshing. I mean, you can read into some of the things that he said. They're quite they're, they're quite dark, but I think him and Larson have both signed like quite long contracts in the in the recent past, and I think they've both been given promises of. Of investment, you know, like Advocat was like, I'm not coming back unless there's. Mm. We know we need six quality players, you know, and like we like to me, we've signed one, yeah, potentially, mm. yeah, and he's probably thinking, hmm, I want to <laughs> go back to Kiev. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's warm but there. The, 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 I want to go to Kiev. But it's, yeah. it's right though, isn't it? Because players are going to be like fans. They, they, these same players are just avoiding relegation by the skin of their teeth every season. They're going to want new players to come in and improve the side, just the same as fans are. Well, I think part of the other part of the worry is, I know, I know it's links and I hate reading into them and I've, I've tried to like avoid as much of the transfer stuff as possible, but the sort of Yanazai and Barini links seem pretty solid. Yeah. And you look at that type of player and think, why, why are we trying to bring these in? We need a strong midfielder, mm. a strong centre-forward, probably an entire new back four. And you just think... I'm not really sure why you'd want to bring Yanazai in when uh, Jack Arini. I mean, I don't know why he wasn't involved on Saturday, but and he's not been perfect. But surely he's better than yeah. some of the players who've been getting a, getting the nod ahead of him. I don't and, know if he's better than Yanazai and Barini. And the, the something that worries me is now is that obviously these deals are going to get done at the end of the month if they get done, and then they'll look at it now and say, "Well, we've got off to such a bad start." Like I don't want to go there. Exactly. Yeah. You know, well, it seems to be happening already, doesn't it? They've got the rest of Europe to choose from. It's it's not just like Stoke or Palace. You know, it's we. If you were a player with no emotional attachment to Sunderland Football Club, like, and you looked at the league table and looked at the way they play, and watch much of the deer, you'd be like, yeah, <laughs> like not going there. Yeah. So, and I think that's <laughs> you know that's that's the punishment for not. It was it was it was bad enough when we had Decanio here and he didn't even bother with pre-season and they weren't ready for it and then we know you know we lost. Was it five in a row or something like that? Mm. Um, <clears throat> and then he got sacked with no points on the board. But at least we've actually prepared this time, and we've got a manager who isn't clinically insane. <laughs> but we've still started off as bad, you know, if not worse. Yeah, I mean, he will, it was bad he will be clinically can you... insane in, in a few weeks. Hmm? He will be clinically insane in a well, few weeks. <laughs> like us, I like think the rest of us. Yeah. yeah, but until we get this midfielder, though, you just touched on it. Ah, Jack Marini, Gareth. What are your thoughts? Because I mean, what? We're desperate for creative midfielder. Until we sign one, mm. we probably aren't going to sign one. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, you would just surely have two from Catamol Larson and Via Rodwell sitting with Jack Rainey ahead of him. This is an Italy international, and yeah. Via is a French international. Mm. These are prominent countries. You know, these aren't mugs. These players. Surely we can come up with a way to make this midfield work better than it is at the moment. The only thing about Jack Rainey is like you know this is his third season now, isn't it? And like 
can you say he's been a success in the time that he's been he's here? He's a lot last year, though, wasn't he? Yeah, I know he's, 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 been he's, been he's been fantastic, but it's not whether he's a success you need, you per se. It's zero creative. You know, yeah. like, has, he proved, yeah. has he proved that he's capable of, of playing in that well, role? Well, my concern would be more that the allocation of resources is so often wrong at this club that although he might not be the best at, at that position, there's a much greater need to improve elsewhere that you would rather just stick with him than bring in someone like Yanazai. I just don't... I mean, it's not going to happen. But, but he keeps saying he wants to play in the middle point? anywhere, Jacarini. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Could you not have two of these? If Catamol likes yeah, to sit deep and Villa yeah. likes to sit deep, and then you Jacarini. Just have Villa and Catamol or someone just sitting in and then and have him in front. Yes, exactly. But, he, you know, at least what you can say about Jacarini, he might be hot and cold, but he's a technic, technical footballer. Like, you can he handle the ball. Enough, yeah. You can handle the ball. forward pass, can, which yeah. we need. <laughs> Well, that's it. I mean, I, I suppose it opens the all of the all of the topic is is to did we play our best, strongest team on on Saturday? And you know, I would have had O'Shea. Yeah. In, you know, yeah, well, we've, we've already sort of said Jacarini. If you know if he is fit, then he needs to feature more, especially with like AJ out, and then no other that creative players. That's it. You know what <laughs> I mean? There's in nothing about lens, I suppose. But yeah. you, you got you got to wait and see. You know, I was talking to Gareth on the way down and. He looked really good against Doncaster, but I was loath to read too much into it because if you read into the, his performance that it was good, you had to read into how bad the rest of them were. And lo and behold, that unfortunately continued so far. But at the same time, it's one thing impressing in pre-season. It's another thing when you're actually in the sort of physicality, the pace of the Premier League's mm. a lot greater. And he's, he's looked good in flashes, but he does look like it's going to take him five, six weeks to get up to speed. And in that time, the way things are going... The players around him are so shot mm. that he's going to be at the same sort of level anyway mentally, yeah. isn't he? He's going to. It's a dysfunctional team, isn't it? You know, like if you, if you, even if you bring in a good player, are they going to perform because the the games are over before we we sort of get into our stride so far? So, however good you are, you're not going to you're not going to shine. You're I mean, not going to develop. It's just we mentioned off air, Craig. Then you you just touched on the the players he's targeting, the Barini. Yanazai, people like that, and it's just—it's—it's it's surely just common sense that you start with the spine of your side first. Mm. Now he could argue bringing Kabul in and Quetes that he—he's yeah. tried to do that. I'm not sure any of us thought that that would be as disastrous as it has been. To be fair, there's an argument that we thought <laughs> there's an argument we thought Rodwell would be better than he was, and he was a centre midfielder he signed last yeah. year. But he, you can't rely or you can't wait for him to come good, and that should be before you go out and get your lenses. Surely, you try and sort the middle of the park out first. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's like there there is no spine. Although, you know, a lot of people have spent the summer saying how good Catamol is, and you know how he should be captain and and how he's like our best player. Um, and I think when you haven't lost a game for ages and seen the sort of deficiencies of the team, you know, if you're talking about a spine, you know, you could sort of say he signed the centre halves, the keepers as good a keeper as we've had for a while, and then <clears throat> and then you've got Catamol. He's brought. You know, he's brought other players in that can play in that position. So it's it's he he might argue that he's only missing that that key striker. But I I get a bit sick of if all of these deals being done after the season started. Yeah. Like, what's yeah. the point in pre-season? And we might save a couple of million on a player becoming available later on. But like, how how much how much is it worth finishing two places further up the league? It's worth it's worth more than that couple of million that you might save on a player. Why not like? I know it seems like too obvious, <laughs> but well, why we've not? We've gone know? in a pre-season where some of the players can't get there to play, for starters. 
um, in, in Van Arnold and Johnson didn't get to America, did they, for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, obviously couldn't get visas or something like that. Um, and then now then they arrived in Canada. They've had gone all the way to Canada to play one, one game, game of football yeah. to come home. It's, I mean, we've talked about it before. And you look at Lester Norris, don't you, who stayed, at yeah. home, who stayed at home. Well, I don't, I don't think it's... I don't. I, if you go to America for three weeks or something, and, it, at least, and there's at least there's a bit of value in it, going but for ten a, days to but play three America, games. And there's America, isn't there? I mean, yeah. you know, like California to Toronto. Oh, yeah. It's like different <laughs> countries and different yeah. coasts. And, you know, they may as well have gone from, from there to Australia. You know, it's like... It, but the people that that did all three games, you know, it's it's like a round the world trip, really. You know, it's it's it's. I don't know how long the flight is from California to Toronto, but it must be like eight five hours, hours or something at least like five, that, five you know six I mean? hours. It takes it, taking it out of like professional footballers, yeah. and like, what does it do commercially for a club like Sunderland Football yeah, Club? You know, like just a bit of me, uh, it's, there is no debate because it does literally do. Like, I know what you. I'm being mm. a bit facetious, but like, it does nothing, does it? There's yeah. too much. There's, there's too no much. commercial rev- yeah. revenue in. In the North American territories for Sunderland until they're a club that's in the top six, which is it, never going to happen. When you, when you consider all all the money and, and sort of the different levels of employment you have now to try and make sure your players are in good condition and stuff, mm. it's surprising the clubs take this approach, isn't it? Because you know, the, not the, the, now, the, not at the moment, isn't is it? No, but I'm saying Everyone's that there's that amount the going into the into the sports science and everything now that yeah. you think like somebody would just. Have a little bit more autonomy to say, look, this isn't a good idea. We, you know, for the players' conditions, we, we need to hit the ground running and hit, hit the season running. We, we know that, that that's not the case anymore. We know that that's not the case. It's not important anymore. The football is secondary to everything else. That, yeah. that's, like it the is. Fa- the, the fan football. zone was our main signing in the summer, wasn't it? <laughs> the fo- the, the PR football coming out of the club. That's what it feels like, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> the, fo- the football is now irrelevant, and it's across the game in, in its entirety, from the, the transfer window. Is almost like more important than the oh, actual the, football. Well, think how much who are you going to sign? How much did they cost? Who is it? What's the name? Who What's the rate on FIFA? Yeah, how good are <laughs> them FIFA? How good are them? I mean, you know, fo- you know, they're using yeah, football. No one cares anymore. They're using it? football <laughs> managers' stats now on Sky Sports News to 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 say how good a player is going to be. I, I know I mean, someone's not, already made this joke, probably, but uh, you know, it's better than what Paul Merson's got to say. Paul Merson's got to say, yeah, probably is, but. It's just it, it, now it, it's a case of, you know, it's all about how much money pl- clubs can make out of the football club. It's 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 a totally different thing, and the need to realise at Sunderland is that getting su- some level of success and consistency on the pitch will bring some level of commercial reward, and they'll make like you say, Martin, they'll make more money finishing higher up the table than they will doing all this stuff. Yeah, and they, they need to focus on that, get that right, and then everything else will come with it. But they've lost. I just think the focus at some. I think they do get some things right, but at the moment it does feel as though all the focus is on on the commercial partnerships. And they'll probably argue, well, we need that commercial partnership to generate the funds to buy the players. It doesn't seem to be working very want. well at the moment, but, does it? <laughs> you know, it's not. It isn't happening. It's not happening in. You get the stage where when there's there's nothing left on the pitch for football supporters, and there's nothing, there's no real trickle down effect. Is a football sport going to a game? Is there? No. I mean, yeah, the season ticket prices at Sunderland are in the market, reasonably priced. Um, the tick match day tickets are reasonably priced, but it's still a lot of money. Not compared to what's on the pitch, though. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's a, if it's a value versus 
sort of quality of performance. And I'm not just talking about winning games, like you've mm. said. We've had teams that have been rubbish, and you can take it because at least they're putting the effort in. And mm. at the moment, half of these look like they've never seen each other, let alone mm. the football. And like, I mean, the way Van Arnhold seems to have just. I know he showed flashes of disappearing in games last season, but then seemed to settle down when he had Wes Brown alongside him, sort of holding his hand. And he, he's not, it's not even just the wandering around the pitch now, though, it's just the standing there and it's players the running past the him. And and that's important as well, isn't it? Because it's like if you remember, like Michael Gray was as, as fluent going forward as, as, as Van Arnhold, but like when they put, they put Schwartz there to kind of like babysit him and yeah. he used to like drop in. And you know, like there's no one, there's no one doing that. Like, if you're going to have that player, then it's it's obviously it's obvious that tactically you need to have like Rodwell just like not going forward, or whoever not going forward, but not somebody who's going to split the center the center of midfield. And <clears throat> I mean, the third goal is just like on Saturday was just ridiculous. It's like it was like schoolboy that to take a throw in and like one player marking two men. All you have to do is like. Piggy in the middle, round them, you know, and then and then it's and then the third goal goes well, in. It's every set piece as well. I mean, the, the short corner, you know, the, there's one man there. He just plays it short, cuts in, pings a shot yeah. in, Pantelimon parries it straight into him, and, and it's a goal. And it's like that's far too easy. It's basic. We've got no cover the, at left back either. So no, we've got nothing. Van Holt's like got nothing to worry about, has he? Really? I mean, we could play a Jones. On his wrong foot, he's bad know, enough but... on his right foot. So <laughs> I, mean, Matthew, I guess Matthew's there, uh, but there'll be question marks over him as well. I think with Van Arnold, it's it's a real shame because I thought he, I thought he's he, was, a, he yeah. was a real positive. He was a real positive last season. He was at times, the word... and he can he can defend. He can he can do it. Yeah, I've seen can. him do it. But some whatever it is, if it's confidence, um, I don't know. When his head's not in it, though, yeah. we've seen him have bad games. And it was definitely the beginning of last season. His concentration was pretty shocking. Mm. And it was definitely, there was a point where Brown and O'Shea were back together at the heart of defence and that helped them a lot. And, I mean, we've mentioned O'Shea. I mean, he's got to play next weekend. There's, there's, if Quartas is brought in as this sort of young player to bring through, well, he's certainly not offered any more in the way of mobility. Or and speed. No, nothing like... And, and it's not just pace chasing players, it's with the ball at your feet he's, he's really slow to make decisions and, and makes his distribution poor and again you've got some sympathy for him because the midfield's pretty much non-existent so there's nothing to aim for there but at the same time he's got to be better and that back four is probably not even arguably at the moment it is without a doubt the worst in the division I mean and all all the players that played well towards the end of last season or mm-hmm. that normally put in a shift when when we're not very good like the Catamulls and the Larsons and the O'Shea's and these players that people said we should have been replacing for years that we know are like decent pros, but they just need more quality around them. They're not even playing. No, well, that's that's the scary part. They're, they're the ones that you expect like seven out of ten every yeah. like every week, and we know what they're the new players. We're not sure what they're capable of consistency wise and stuff, but but those players. I mean, obviously O'Shea hasn't played, but like you know, Catamull and Larson. It's and alarming it, watching like, them. Also, I mean, like what's the manager being promised in talks mm. when he agreed to stay. He, he, you know, he, he wasn't. He wouldn't have gone through this whole sort of poker scenario of like going and coming back. And if he wasn't like promised X, X, Y, and Z, and we haven't got long to deliver that X, Y, and Z now, you know. And that would be it, though. I mean, to, you'd, to, it, like, I wouldn't blame him, you know, if he, he walked. And he's got to take some blame for what's going on as well. I mean, I the formation, the yeah. system, tactics, whatever. But at the same time, you could have put any eleven out. And if you don't bother 
doing something like tracking runners off throw-ins and stuff. Mm. It, it just doesn't matter. It really doesn't. I personally wouldn't have gone with that 11, but then you think... If you go four four two, you think you might get a bit more out of Defoe. Unfortunately, we haven't really got the wingers to play four four two, but then we haven't really got anyone to play in a four three three either. And you start scratching around, thinking actually, you look at the balance of players we've got, and it's not really great for anything, is it? That's what I'm saying. That, that's that's the, the, there hasn't been what constructed they're going to do, do with it in any sort of rational There's way. There's no coherence about whatsoever. it whatsoever. I mean, we're saying now that the manager, of course, you know, we've seen and a few people have said you wouldn't blame the manager if he walked and stuff but like Craig just said he isn't blameless in this because mm. he's, four, admitted four, as, four, he's admitted yeah. as much himself to I be know. fair to four, him 4 yeah. is minging if you haven't got the players for it yeah. it's been minging for years and it was minging on Saturday and it was just so uninspiring watching that flat midfield with hardly any movement or any fluidity it was it was depressing wasn't it well, I, I, what I don't get is and we've seen this across a number of teams why don't we match teams up when we're struggling mm. Like that's mm. a basic thing. Like if you want to stop the yeah, opposition you can see from where playing, the spaces yeah, are, yeah like... why don't they match it up? If you play four four two against a four one four one, you're in trouble straight away because they've got free man every time. It's one pass out, and then he's got the whole pitch in front of him, and you've you've taken two men out of the game. Unless you've got loads of better players than yeah, them, yeah, and exactly. then and, and then you've got the ball all the time, and then they have yeah. to like change. Well, that to, was to happening. You, I thought know? they actually started. They were pressing quite a, quite a lot more um, at the start of the game. But the thing is, as the game gradually grew 10, 15 minutes into it, we weren't getting either ball. We weren't, they had the extra man in midfield all the time and they were just controlling the game. And then they, the, the pressure built. The goal was slightly fortunate, but the, the pressure had been coming. Mm. The, the pressure had been building. The goal, I wouldn't say it had been coming, sorry, but it, it, you know, if it was somebody who was going to take the lead in the game, it was probably Norwich at that point, and they did after you know a couple of efforts from distance. And then from then it was just capitulation. I mean... It, it's you know watching Norwich players walk around Sunderland defenders, <laughs> which there were. I mean that second goal was like slow motion. Yeah, but like it was like you know, one of the talking gesture lunges from people. <laughs> uh, we were we were talking to, on the end of the light show. We were talking to, to Gary Gow, a Norwich fan before the game, and he he highlighted Gary Steve Gowers. Is that yeah, that's yeah, great, isn't it? I know, I know, yeah, I know. And he highlighted <laughs> Stephen Whitaker as Norwich's weak link. And we said, well, if Van Arnold mm. and then our left side, our weak link, something's got to give on that <laughs> side of the pitch. Who and is unfortunately the, for some us, kind of Anne Robinson yeah. pun in there, isn't there? <laughs> well, unfortunately <laughs> for us, you know, it was, it was always going to be ours. Like, yeah. Are we actually fortunate that this was the easy start of the season that we all rubbed our hands with when the fixtures mm. came out? What would what would we have done against decent teams? Mm. Well, it have been in, like eight 0 Or know? would it been the or would it have been the opposite? Because all right, we've had, we've had a few dismantlings, but sometimes it gives them the kick up the backside right. to, to perform. Some of the new players will be thinking, "This is what the Premier League's about." Mm. You know, like yeah. I, I'm always wary of promoted teams early in the season, anyway, because sure. it's time and again we've been done by them. You can think back to Bruce being manager and going down to West Brom, and I think Adam Wingy scoring a winner. Yeah, I mean we competed a lot better than we did there. You're probably right, though. I mean. The way and we're playing, any I mean, anyone like would Lester just cut through kind of this. Picked on from last season, but so mm. so should should we? Well, have, you know, but the only reason where we're kicking on is is backwards. I mean, you can go through and you start asking questions further back now, like Congerton and his position at the club, and it doesn't matter if you're director of football or a manager. It doesn't matter who it is if they're not. There's not some sort of overarching plan. 
then it's not going to work. And you start wondering like about how have we regressed so far. We, we, there's every player we, we think right. Finally, we've got rid of the deadwood, so you can go back a couple of years and like mm. Gardner, yeah. Vaughan, people like that. And you think, well, we've not actually improved on that one iota. And then you go a bit further than back than that, and you thought, oh, they were much worse than what we had before when we had sort of Sanna and Catamol or whoever. Talking about getting uh, Sanna back, and, like, and when Gardner plays against us, he looks like a decent player, you know? But it, it, it's <laughs> another defensive player, and if yeah. they did sign him, say it was, say it was a, a real thing, it would just show you they're desperate for someone who's got some tangible link to the area because they're the only players that they think yeah. they can get and that would explain the Barini thing again because they must be really struggling if, if this stuff's true I know because there's no, I know a transfer can come out of nowhere but it doesn't really feel like there's much like heat no, no irons in the fire or whatever cliche you want to roll out and you, I'm, I've got some sympathy for Conger, and if it's true that he's literally got no money, Would you be I mean, what can you do if well, you've got no if money? He ha- if he has got no money, they need to come out and say that. You know, like the, like all summer, they've, there's been the kind of hint that we will be strong enough, and people like Larson and Catamull have been rolled out like mm. during season tickets, sort mm. of sales pitches about like how we're, we're aiming for middle table. I mean, I, I know no one ever says like oh, we're aiming for fourth bottom, mm. but at the same time, you know, they were saying oh, with the investment and the new manager and the manager coming back, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's 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 I mean obviously it's it's really depressing and one win on Saturday or one win last Saturday could have, you know, made this a different mm. show. But I think it's a bit I think also it's only two games into the season to play devil's advocate and like the the press are already like ringing me up this morning saying like can you do some interviews about whether the manager should be sacked or not, you know? Oh God. And it's just like well how where, you know? And that, that's just like ridiculous. I mean if he did walk out and like you say that could be the moment the end of the transfer window mm. if we haven't brought in anything like even just a couple of bodies let alone quality he'd be well within his rights to say I didn't sign up for this I'm off do you no. think he will? Well, I think, think, I think, they need, I think the, the board I really need to listen to him because I think if you look at the dynamics of the board the people who are involved in it you know Gary Hutchison does a good job in terms of yeah. I know he's not like the sort of decision maker board member but he's doing well commercially doesn't know anything about football Margaret Byrne hasn't got a football background Ellis Short didn't know anything about football when he met Niall Quinn you know which is probably why he bought the club (laughs) yeah and um, and like there's only there's only for Congan to say like oh this guy is capable of doing it Mm -hmm. and they'll have to like either all believe him but time and time again you know, he keeps bringing in people like Rodwell and, you know, signs that don't work Alvarez and stuff you know, maybe they were influenced by Poyet but I think <clears throat> we've seen that advocates like a good manager historically, not just in the last however many games at Sunderland last year. So, I- hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I think the board need to, need to listen to him and, and back him. And if he does walk, then there's going to be like bedlam on, isn't there really? You know? The issue they've got, though, is how much, how much more money can they spend? Well, none, judging none. by what we're hearing. They can't, I mean, they can't. But it's just a, it's just an excuse not to, not to spend money, isn't it? This financial fair play thing. I it's like, oh, it well, let's, is, just, let's just pretend, you know. I don't think it is. Who's, who's really getting fined, you know? <laughs> but it's a different it's a different thing, isn't it? The Premier League wage cap and the and the Europe UEFA one it's, it's two different things. Well, how do, how does I don't think st- anyone does, I don't think anyone spend more money than because they know. haven't spent it on a load of crap like That's we the did like in the past. We, in the we past, are weighed down by Man, big Man City get rounded by like their owners investing in the ground, the sponsorship. Yeah. So why doesn't Ellis Short? I, I was having this conversation. Why, why doesn't one of Ellis Short's yeah. companies like sponsor, sponsor the stadium? stadium like, yeah. like that's an easy way to get out of it. You know? Or maybe time, on the flip side, maybe he doesn't want to put any more money in yeah. as well. Yeah, well, he needs to come out and, and say that before we all buy our bloody season tickets. Sixty-seven percent of the turnovers, the, the wage bill, and eighth highest in the Premier League. I mean. Well, what? the fact that that's the eighth yeah. highest wage bill in the league, just take any other numbers out of the game, and that is yeah. a joke. If you look at the quality of the player, if you look at the facts, whilst he's been in charge, any decent player has been sold at a profit. You know, so oh, yeah. so like that's the other side of the coin that we haven't spent loads of money on 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 players. Like we might be, we might be overspending on wages, but we still get better crowds than people. I know the. The ticket prices are cheap, but you know, so but the commercial the commercial revenue again, like. Teams who get less than us will get three times as much money in on it. Like if you look at Chelsea, they'll get less people than us every week, but they'll, they'll yeah, but make then, three yeah, times. Like sure Stoke and, and Swansea, I know, but these clubs they're not. They've got half the size stadiums, though. What we and they can't be charging. But like I don't. I just don't think com- I just don't think they're comparable in 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 some respects because, because they're properly run. Well, <laughs> well, Palace weren't with were her. Well, a lot of the stuff. I mean, the Palace nearly, Palace nearly went out of business. Playing no, a basic true, recruitment, true. a lot of it, though, isn't it? We've touched on it before. Lots yeah. You know, you can you can see all this, and you can you can try and like pretend that Stoke are like light years ahead of Sunderland, and on the field they probably are. But realistically, Sunderland are probably only three players away from that. And no, if we're not. No, we're listen, a long way if away. they're in the no, if they're in the right positions, one of the right mm. players. They only because spent we've got plenty. Of, last year we have plenty of well. Premier League standard players who would be better with better players. I think That's there's a problem. problem. I think it's problems a bit deeper rooted than that. But you, but you look at that though, Craig, and you look at people like Gardner leave and mm. go on and do fine where he is, and Wickham's mm. probably going to go on and do fine where he is because <laughs> there are better squads. And this is what I'm saying. Well, that's part. We of, have plenty of international players and stuff, but we haven't got a cohesive side in any no, way. I agree with that because there's no pattern there. But and then, it comes then that's down a to improving the spine of the side again, and, th- and that's recruitment, like you've said. Exactly. But it's it's more than that. There's, there's something wrong. Like the squad is tiny. How can the wage bill be that high? It, there's not, there's no bodies left in that squad. So how much money are we paying? I mean, Jermaine Defoe, like nothing against him particularly. I don't think he's been terrible for us at all. He's done as much as he can in the setup that he's played in. Well, not every. Like he's bothering his ass very much at the minute. Though, well, no worse than any of the others. But then you think, why sign him in January on that length of contract on seventy grand a week? If the wage bill's such a problem, it's these short term. Answers to long-term problems, yeah. and it snowballs. I mean, we've been talking about it off air for a couple of days, like since the the game and stuff like the Decanio debacle. Then it's Poyet, and then O'Neill's probably not on the wage bill anymore mm. because he's got another job. And you're like, 
people at the time say, oh, it doesn't matter because if you sack them, the payoffs made up for by the revenue of the TV money. But then they're the same people who are saying, well, we're getting all this TV money, why aren't we buying players? Well, because we're spending it all on managers we've sacked. And it's just this big black hole that all the money's getting sucked yeah. into because of mismanagement. I think Defoe was the, the cherry on top of the cake, really. I mean, you know, it was clear there was a situation because they, they, that's the only player that they signed in mm. in January. Yeah. Um, Altidore wasn't on, like, nothing either, was he? No, you know, that's I a know, good point. I, I know he's on more wages. No. I think just getting rid of Altidore was worth bringing. But I do wonder if that was And he probably yeah. technically scored enough goals and the goals that he did score to keep us up. Yeah, you know, it's, which, it's, which, which, which say, let's face it, can you see Altidore scoring that goal that he scored against Newcastle? No, and, and it's an interesting. Or even scoring a goal. It's a good <laughs> point. That's a really good debate that a four-one because I was just saying a Craig off air as well. I'd made some notes and. I made that very point myself. I said, had it not been for Defoe, we probably would have been relegated. Mm. He's one of the few players at the moment who you think would get you a goal and probably one of the better players, yet there's no getting away from the fact he wasn't a centre-forward that we needed and he still isn't the centre-forward that we need. It's an interesting one, isn't it? But the, that's well, another problem, Martin, because the longer it drags on, say he does go, right? The longer this drags on, we can't line up any kind of replacement or a better option. And someone told me we were contemplating giving Fletcher a new contract. I mean, if that happened, <laughs> I'm, I, 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 on the, 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 you know, like I know his goal was a bit like jammy, but like <laughs> if you don't shoot, you don't score. Yeah. You know, Aye. he had he had he was fearless. You know, purpose. He embarrassed. He embarrassed all those like seasoned mm. international pros with you know basically ten minutes of running around. Yeah. My worry for him would be that it, a bit of a McLean situation would develop. I mean, not in terms of. Sort of arsehole that goes alongside <laughs> it. Turning, turning into a political <laughs> yeah, uh, but genocide idiot. Just um, the the fact that, you know, the fans were well up for him coming on and, and he comes yeah. on and he does look quite good. There's a bit of endeavour which makes him a bright spark. So he gets started for a couple of games and he, he does well again. Oh, and yeah, then a couple of months down the line, he gets sucked in by the, the black hole of dross that's around him and suddenly everyone's on his back again. And Obviously, you've got to use him sparingly, but it just it just shows. That like when we haven't signed the players, mm. like why not? Like when you when you put new energy in any situation it in the workplace, help. you know what I mean. Not just on a football field, somebody comes in like and it, it gives everybody a, like a, like a bit of a boost. And I think I agree with that. They need to start looking at themselves, you know, like like seriously. If if, if he's the the major impact in like in in the game. Well, on the on the subject of Defoe, though, like as playing devil's advocate. Yes, it's revisionist and it's based on ifs and buts. It's not based on the fact, yes, he came and scored a few goals and we stayed up. What if we could have easily sold out the door to the MLS? I'm not sure. I think part of the deal was... Th because get, the way their structures yeah, yeah. set up that... We had, Somebody else would have taken yeah. them, though. Yeah. Somebody else, they would have got farmed to a different team. But anyway... Okay, we by could the have, by, we by probably, the by. We, we quite possibly could have got rid of out the door on his own right. Mm. So what if instead of buying a player that doesn't fit any of the system that you play and ends up costing the manager as a job, which it did, and then you don't have to change managers and then you don't have to play him <laughs> left of the front three, why don't you buy 
a player <laughs> that fits in the system. Well, and then he might do better than one that doesn't fit at all. Well, that's what we're saying, isn't it? So it, then you look at Congerton. Well, the thing, and also on, on the on the subject of Congerton, the fact that he's the only football person on the board or involved in the running of a club, mm. you can t- you can say anything to a lot of people who don't know mm. about football in a convincing fashion and make them think that you know more than you do. Well, who's um, pulling him up on what he's doing? Well, certainly, Defante got away with it for a little yeah. while, didn't he? And I, I, I mean, Congerton's obviously got a bit more of a background than. Mm. Um, well, yeah, because he was, a, he was a, co- a qualified coach, and, 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 and he was at Hamburg. Stuff, but yeah. Hamburg have been a mess similar to ours for quite some time, and I'm not saying that's entirely his fault. I think he came in, came, went into Hamburg in a very similar situation as to Ex- what he came in, and, and they've in. flirted with relegation pretty much every season for as long as I can remember. I mean, mm. don't take a huge interest in the Bundesliga, but whenever I look at it, they're involved in some kind of relegation. They're, they're probably, they're probably quite. Comparable to Sunderland, they're a bigger from club a histori- from a from a historical yeah. perspective. There's a lot of people in football that kind of move around every couple of years and get away with actually not being found out for being how useless they are. But most of them oh, seem yeah. to end up at Sunderland Football Club. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you know, the, there is there is a real problem, is you know, with with Short and I know the the songs are coming out at, at the weekend, and you can understand why. I mean, we were talking about it before the game. A lot of us were saying if it goes badly today mm. then people will turn and it didn't take long because invariably it did go badly because you know you've, you've seen you've seen the very capable of doing that this team are very capable of doing that but there was still there was still like even though we'd lost terribly at Leicester there was still that kind of like first game season buzz yeah you oh, know yeah. from like um <clears throat> before before the match yeah there was and the, and, and um <clears throat> you know I was I was I was like then ALS from like Eleven o'clock, and people were like sort of up for it, and, yeah. and I was thinking actually they're going to be sticking the knife in before it starts. But it was like there was a nice atmosphere, and then there was obviously long, you know does it? it doesn't no. take long exactly those those, those two goals, and then I mean mm. how does everyone feel about <clears throat> excuse me? There's been obviously quite a lot of things on the national press and on Twitter and stuff about Sunderland fans getting criticised for leaving early, but I think it I think. It was disgusting, um, to be honest. Um, I thought, like, because it was firstly, um, it was based on a lie, because um, people didn't walk out before half time on mass like they yeah. were talking. People, yeah. people went for a pint, pint because they were fed up. Yeah, yeah. Five minutes to go to half time. I mean, I people that happens quite a lot anyway. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. all you like, do is show a shot yeah. of it. It just shows how, like, that lie, like a picture tells us out. No, it doesn't, because yeah. the context means everything. Yeah. And every week that happens at Premier League grounds around the country. Mm. They just the don't put the story on the For Gary Lineker to go on Twitter and criticise Sunderland fans, somebody mm. who gets paid millions of pounds to watch football for free, to go mm. and have a go at people, he doesn't have to sit there and go through that. It's, this has been going on for... It's not Sunderland fans overreacting as well, knee-jerking after two no. games. Yeah. This is a continuation of a problem that began four years ago mm. when Martin O'Neill left, yeah. or probably when the start of Martin O'Neill's first full season in charge. Probably you could probably even trace it back to Bruce yes. when Bruce was yeah. sacked, and, and that yeah. summer before Bruce when left, when he Henderson and, and bought and fourteen yeah. players. I mean, it goes back that far, and it, it hasn't been good. We've had three seasons at, at home, and we've won ten games or something ridiculous like that. Exactly. This is this is a continuation of a problem, and it gets to the stage where you can have a go at fans. Well, fans should be fans, and they should stay there through thick and thin till the end, and all this. The Sunderland fans have gone on too long supporting blindly a load of garbage and mm. it's not it's it's totally out of order for people to start having a go especially this this thing about laughing at other team supporters and having a like 
you know, t- tell you what, I, mean, I don't know when it started or whatever. It's who, social media. Who else media. gets like forty thousand? Exactly. Yeah. You know, just because Palace have like a few mm-hmm. flags and some yeah. idiots in the corner, the, thinking that they're hardcore, like you know, three hundred people thinking that curve out yeah, yeah, or something. Who were they? You know what I mean? Yeah, this whole the, this whole thing is it, 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 around the the support thing and. It's, it, there is, the narrative is very interesting if you look at the two northeast clubs locally, in how and I'm not saying one a bias and, and to to one club or whatever, but if you look at the way that the two clubs are reported on, when Newcastle are in plight, perceived plight, their plight is that they aren't. They, they, their plight is that they're. Um, Sorry, we're just whispering. In the All right, yeah, 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 putting us up. <laughs> Come on, I'm the Come on, get on So their plight is that they're not in the Champions League every season, and they're not in the Europe every season. That's their plight, and it's a disgrace that yeah. they aren't in that. Ours. Because we're garbage, apparently, is it's funny for starters. Because all, there's all this mocking sort of, oh, aren't something rubbish? Ha ha ha! Oh, more booze at the stadium, like lol banter. Th- yeah, thanks for that, mate. You you go in there and you laugh at us. They've had it as well, man. I mean, t- th- there is a no. It's not though. It's different. No, because but when they went down like, they, des- that, man, they deserve better. They deserve yeah, better. Apparently, look, mate, I well, think we, that's a, do more, we not? Well, I think. After four years of crap, yeah. we well, deserve I mean, like, better than getting made fun of no, for I've, people leaving games. No, after I, six I little yeah. stats there. The, the, we won, <clears throat> we've won fourteen games at home in the last three seasons. So, like, why? Why would you keep going? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, and if it was a meal that was crap, like, would you sort of continue to eat it until the end, or would you just like leave? Send if, you tr- it back if you treat, whatever, if you treat you know? people like yeah. customers, they'll begin to become customers. I've and been seeing this for a long time. Customers now, like a long time, and. And I said it, and I still love going, and and my enjoyment of going is it's like you know it's waning to a point of breaking them. I'm, I'm, I mean, look, I was sat there being extremely negative during the game. Don't get us wrong; I obviously had a couple of beers beforehand, Maybe and these, and a couple of people had a go at me as the left. You know, I hope you're not sat there next week and stuff. Um, oh, I want to slip my wrists and that because I'd been mm. negative, and I was just thinking, like, <laughs> I was. That's gonna slip my wrists watching it. Like I know, like it can be annoying when you're around people like that. But I'm not usually like that. Like I'm generally fairly positive. I'll t- there's nothing left to take a positive out of. So you were probably really looking forward to the game. You know exactly. I mean? I have, and then, and then it's like the disappointment. You, you're allowed sick. it. And I wouldn't criticise anyone for leaving. For leaving. No, well, ironically, I, I stayed till the end. They left. I stayed and they left. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, but, but the thing <laughs> is, we've we've seen this happen. The collapse. The, these collapses in the last few years. Well, it's not even an interesting months. story anymore, is no. it? It's like, sack the manager, beat the mag, stay up. Sack <laughs> yeah. the manager, beat the mag, stay up. And then the manager we get in is like mint, but then a couple of games into the season actually realise that he's not, so they sack him. And well, then... there was there was worrying signs of that this summer. Not not a slight on advocat particularly, but I remember listening to Into the Light podcast and, pro- uh, and probably yourselves, like, not a dig at all, just like, well, he's done as well as anyone. He's done really well to get them motivated. And my mind was just rolling back to 12 months earlier and exactly the same stuff was being trotted out about Gus you can only You can only comment on, you can only comment on what, what's happening at the time. No, I think I, that's right, it's not a gig. But my point is more that is this was almost inevitable that it just wasn't going to work the way people thought. People were like, he's the biggest sign and... It's I think not, people, not, it's people, thought was, back now. people thought that was going to be married with new key yeah, signings, yeah. though. As well. yeah. That sounds like yeah. a dig, and if, I'm not sitting here no, like no, I was no, like going if, on. If, no, no. If somebody had said, "Okay, advocate staying, but he won't be making any significant signings," I don't think people would have been no. shouting from the rooftops. I think I've just been the most wary I've been for many a summer. 
it's been, I mean, the season before, I wasn't particularly optimistic and I let myself get carried away maybe as the season approached. But I've had not really... A, I, I was looking forward to Leicester because it was a good mm. day out with my mates and, and all that. And But my optimism's been... I also I also don't like the sort of advertising campaign that the club had where it was like, he signed up, have you? Oh, you know? yeah. But like if it had actually been someone interesting who'd signed up, it was like, you know, Kabul who played like eight <laughs> times last season. Like We, yeah. know, we, we know that like <clears throat> he's not going to be fit, that his, knees and, that his knees are gone. So play him alongside a speedy centre-half. Which we won't got. ever buy. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know. Well, my get we took us about six years to buy a fullback, and then we've got the ones we've got now. So maybe in yeah. six years' time, well, maybe we'll he end had up a race with, the... with Wes Brown and won yeah. it, so we signed him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I noticed a picture of Advocat and um, in the background, uh, Wes Brown was stood there in the sort of like a polo shirt, club polo shirt. Is, is he being signed on as some kind of coach or because like he's that's another example of like why why was he given a new contract I don't know what kind of money they've given him mm. but if we've got no money to sign players that we badly need in the first team what's he doing who's, who, did, who did we, he's on a paper play kind of who did like, we let okay. who did we let go well instead Virginie Revier well a right Virginia. back yeah, he didn't fancy him at all did he no he was good at left back as well he could yeah. play both sides yeah that's a fair he point I'd forgotten did. about Revier he, yeah, he'd walk in yeah he didn't he'd fancy Virginie either did he you know but I mean I've got not seen Virginie we've had this discussion again off air and like groups of mates like Virginie had, he, he wasn't a world beater I enjoyed watching him because at least it was a bit of entertainment so, and, and he wasn't as bad as his, yeah. as this narrative led us He's led people from. to believe tell me how letting him go when we were forced to sign him and then bringing in Quartes essentially as a straight replacement was a good piece of business. What was that? Just, What's that about? I think Advocat just likes that kind of solid, no nonsense centre half, you know, and that's obviously the title. <laughs> no, well, I've seen a lot of nonsense. <laughs> you know. but, I mean, for him to come out at the weekend afterwards and say, oh, well, we need, we need to show the grit and determination that we did last season. Go on then. <laughs> you, how can you come out and say that? <laughs> he, he's he's all about uh, Quartes, yeah. Uh, and, the ga- and the gaffer saying, like, don't blame the chairman. So, yeah. but like, that's what we've, you know, that's, I mean, obviously in two weeks' time it might all be great if he brings in, well, like, three decent players, happen, you know. Not, like, let's let's face it, you know. See, see Leroy Fade come in because he was the other one that they yeah. obviously wanted. But then he's just played for like relegated clubs, hasn't and, he? Which and is the same with the Fletcher what's, signing. What's his attitude like? You know, is he another one like in Villa? Like, I know you he's saw a good he, dancer. Like, did you watch the, his wedding video? Uh, no, I haven't seen that. Good. You like to send, is it? <laughs> <laughs> might might be a bit of light entertainment. I can watch during the Swansea game. <laughs> but yeah, fair, like, fair, whatever. He, he's he looks like. The type of player that, again, was he going to be a bit of a Rodwell? He wasn't a creative player in my mind. Is it just sniffing around for what we can find? Who's so who a bit come. desperate? Mm. Who yeah. can get to come? And they're they all invariably going to have bad attitudes. Might go back I think. from now. Would you be surprised if I saw something else and go back? Is I'm blaming this on Van Arnold's performance because it's his cousin and his dummies yeah, went out. Yeah, yeah, he wanted his mate there. Well, it's just down tools. But what about Invilla? Right, there's a player who I think he looked okay on Saturday. Oh well. That that performance aside, I, I was a bit worried about him coming in, thinking, I mean, obviously he got that red card, which he couldn't have predicted, but he went to Inter Milan, who've done nothing for ages and had zero impact there. And obviously the stuff in Russia, there's obviously other problems, so fair enough, but you think, there's a player who's obviously lost his way. Now, another club you might think, Stoke, Swansea, yeah. whatever, come in, wow, they get a play- we're not that club, are we? We're the one who takes the troubled player on 
and then they cause a load of trouble for us. And it was that red card in, in the under-21 game. Right I mean, oh. <laughs> what lock up your windscreen, <laughs> everything, rear the side windows, lock up everything. Yeah, we could bring Bentner back. I love yeah. that. Let's yeah. bring him back. Bring I mean, him more back. good attitudes. I just thought well, he was really lazy. I, I, I really I like, like, Bentner. like Bentner. I like Bentner. Well, well. Tell you something. He scored, right? eight, he scored eight goals in a, in a season. That, which you? and now, if some, if you say, can you bring a striker in who's going to score eight goals? You go, aye, all right then. Yeah. <clears throat> Another example, though, of of the regression that's gone on. Whether you thought he was good or not, we've signed worse players than him ever that's since. The thing. Oh, sure. That's never, a scary but thing. But we do every it. season or every time. Somebody will put a list on the internet at the end of the season and go, just before, a week before the season starts, mm. a list a load of the players who've gone and then the players who are coming instead yeah. and it'll be all like, well, an instant upgrade. Well, it was for Gomez, less money. Eh? For less money, uh, he's go- better. It's like, and then after two games, uh, it's like, oh no, the garbage. Gomez was that. <laughs> oh, that's so my one. Should have gone as well, isn't it? Because like, the, yeah. they never actually published the real, like, nah. like the real fees. I, I noticed when I was... Watching match of the day the other night, the, the like the Palace sort of press people had obviously told match of the day that like they'd paid six million yeah. for, for for Wickham, so they're trotting it out as six. Mm. We're trotting it out as getting our money back. So it's probably somewhere in the didn't, middle. Didn't, and then you don't have to declare it in your accounts, yeah. do you? It's just didn't we say it was um, that we didn't Hull say that we bought Michael? Uh, what do you call him? Michael Turner, Turner for twelve million, million yeah, in the end, and it was like four, four or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I remember, it, like there was really a really odd. Like on I think it was Sky twelve was if he'd played a yeah. hundred times yeah. for England yeah. and, and won the World Cup <laughs> as, as captain. Sky, I think Sky said well, that we paid like twelve million for Christian Rivera. So I think they were saying that like when we signed God, him. There's a blast from the yeah, no. mediocre past. Yeah, I know. Well, there's loads of still them. be an upgrade on what we've got Probably now. would be an upgrade on what we've got. But yeah. Well, that, that one was a classic, wasn't it? Gomez, when he was coming in, yeah, he's going to be this upgrade and, on Gardner and that. And it's like, which one of them is going to be in the relegation battles? I mean, I don't think Gardner was a particularly good player, but somehow we've managed to sign worse players than him. Mm-hmm. It, mind boggles. I, mean, <laughs> I think your point, Martin, about, you know, why aren't the players in for the start of the season when we signed them via, I think it was Wednesday before the kickoff and it's now Monday night yeah and then two the, games the, in, in and and there's like, not been a sniff of it that, I mean they've got they've got to get some players in somehow so that's what happens though isn't it there's always yeah. this rush before they start of the season and then mm. nothing happens obviously the season starts yeah. at different parts of August depending on World Cups and stuff yeah. but, and then and then there's like nothing happens and then sort of four days before so it's all going to happen either side of the Villa game but if we lose <sighs> against Swansea on Saturday people are going to go like well played three lost three I don't want to go yeah, there. Yeah. They're, all, they're already bottom of the league, so like, it's really important to win that game. Or I put in a you know a decent. Well, Villa. I mean, God, could be double figures oh. against Swansea if they well, defend. I think about it being quite Villa. poor, but like, but think about what they did to us last season, and they weren't yeah, any no. good then either, were yeah. they? It's but, the pace. It's you're almost as well. You, you're almost hoping that they have to buy Alvarez just because then they've got another body in the squad <laughs> just, just to even use. He's rubbish. So <laughs> even even if I mean we don't we don't know if he's any good because he was injured all the time. He had about two good games, and I think he's still having nightmares about like the mud at Bradford. Isn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> like, yeah, him and Jack Green are probably hanging game out down the beach. Yeah, they'll right. be at Seaburn every week. Just yeah, remember that photo of. Um, all the DK there, Moberg, Carlson, oh, yeah. G, all on the quayside. <laughs> Jack Rini, I yeah, mean, yeah. what a motley crew that was. Moberg, Carlson. Remember yeah, when everyone thought he was going to be great? Oh, oh, Jesus. That, that Carlson, he scored a goal in the, in the yeah, muck Spurs. against oh, yeah. Spurs. Instant upgrade. Instant upgrade Instant on, upgrade on Darren Ben. Yeah, it was. And then he came on and he played against MK Dons and he could trap a bag of cement. <laughs> he would start that game. Absolutely horrific. And he made he? G look good. Oh, yeah. And he never, uh, never kicked the ball again after that. It's me. 
yeah. class or something. You've got to laugh about it, haven't you? Well, if, if you didn't, yeah. then you'd... Laugh or yeah. cry, what a, that thing. It's a shame to bring this to an end. I think chaps will fair. We've gone, through, we've gone through 50 minutes there already. We'll go on, but uh, we can't really because we've got stuff to do. I mean, it's kind of like therapy, wasn't yeah. it, really? It is, that's what we always say. <laughs> it's kind of therapeutic, it isn't is it? Like a little bit. That's chest. why I was looking forward to today a little bit because it it's almost, it's got past the point where you're depressed about it. Oh, because you're still you just, you, like, Yes, but the, it gets pretty it's irritated. It's almost actually. like <laughs> past that middle. point where it becomes funny in a way. It is beyond yeah. parody at this yeah. point. I've, exactly. been wake, I've been waking up angry. Like, after oh my start, God. Honestly, it's that bad. You, like, you, you need to let go, I know. This, I woke this up this morning, this I, was like check, I was checking my phone going, like, must, I need a positive story from Sunderland this morning. Please give me something. Say we're linked something... with someone reasonable. Yeah. Or... You're just hoping there's something that's just going to come from the left field, don't you, to take yeah. us all by surprise. That'll be something I'll, I'll, really I'll, horrible. Yeah, yeah, remember when, remember the Phil, the, it'll be a Phil Bab, that's what it'll be. <laughs> Can you remember that? The, we're going to announce, <laughs> yeah. we've signed an international Amazing player, signing. we're going to announce him at five that's o'clock. That's what happened was then, wasn't it? That's what happened then. Peter Reid had a good call and a good spine of a team, and he start, these players started leaving, Hutchison and stuff, and mm. he brought in McAtee, and the replacements yeah, weren't as good. Work, yeah. And that's what happens. But it that's is harder, even like I was saying before, even if you're a good player, to come in and do a job in a dysfunctional team, which is what we are at the minute, you know. <laughs> I think if we'd, you know, if we'd been doing really well and Lenz was on the bench and he'd come on, yeah. like you're 2-0, like for ten minutes to come on and like show some tricks and you know that's that would be perfect, wouldn't it? I reckon, I reckon the one will end. I reckon we'll get Michu on loan. There's my prediction. God, I forgot he existed. But that would be the that would be a pure Sunderland signing. Go, he was quite good two years ago. Mm. Let's take a chance on him, even though nobody's touching with a barge pole for eighteen mm. months. Not even Swansea will entertain him, and we'll get him and we'll play. We'll play him as the, like in the number 10 and he'll be knackered after one week Aye. both his knees and he'll be explode. like he'll be doing uh, he'll be doing that uh-huh. nobody will no, see can't but if you hear yeah. you know what I'm doing if you hear that <laughs> he'll be doing what Lenz was doing when that Mares put that penalty in the back of the net and <laughs> Wishing, like. wishing that he was in war-torn <laughs> Ukraine. That's what we doing. <laughs> That's what we drive our players to. Okay, thanks for your time this evening, gents. We're going to wrap that up there. <sighs> Don't really want to see. I've got nothing to quote on. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Over and out. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.